Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Workouts for Older Men weekly podcast. I am Skip LaCour. I'm so glad you are joining me for this podcast. In this podcast, I want to let you know I know how frustrated you are. You're putting in the work. You're not getting the results. What's the deal here? What is the deal? Is it that you're not getting the right information? You're getting bad information? Or is it your age, right? Some other limitation that's blocking you. What is it? Your hard work it's not meeting your expectations. The results aren't meeting your expectations. What do you do in this situation? What perspective do you need so you can eventually earn that physique that you want and feel comfortable and patient during the process and still get what you want? I want to talk about that and a lot more in this week's Workouts for Older Men podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Workouts for Older Men podcast. I am Skip LaCour. I'm so glad you're joining me here for this week's Workout for Older Men podcast. In this podcast, I want to talk about your expectations. What do you expect to get the results? What is your yield from the amount of effort that you're putting in to your workouts, uh, to your eating habits? What do you expect? Are you getting what you expect? The frustration that it causes when you feel that you're putting in the hard work and something's just off. You're just not yielding the results. You're not getting the results. It can cause a lot of frustrations because you are willing to do the work, just can't get those results. And is it because of bad information? Is it something you're doing wrong? Just tell me, what am I doing wrong? Because I, you're more than willing to do it right. And I also want to talk about working harder. All right? Now, I know that uh, the men who I attract for this Workouts for Older Men podcast, I mean, they're hard workers. I mean, that goes without saying. I am sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're a hard worker. Well, somewhere along the journey, maybe you do this with uh, your employees, uh, the people you service, that that's a great start to work hard. But there's a certain point if you not only work hard, but you're being effective and efficient, because you're results-oriented, not just process-driven by working hard, it'll seem like the same amount of effort. But what you do, what you choose to do will be different, and you'll get the results. Just because you work hard doesn't mean you're going to get the results. But if you know the results and you're really results-minded, and you may, sometimes we don't know that, and we're just really into the process and working hard, we may never get those results, even though we kind of think that's the promise. And I know you know what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, your field of expertise. I, a lot of successful men outside of the gym, right, outside of their body, that's why they come here, uh, they uh, can see my passion, my full immersion, uh, my dedication, my obsession with fitness, but I can make it relatable to you because I know you have that in other areas of life. Sometimes it's your busy business, your family. And when people come to you in your area of life, when they come to you, it's they just aren't getting the mental part more than the sets and the reps and the diet. And for you, it would be, you know, your business. And so in addition to make, making them understand that and giving them, them effective and efficient, just say business strategies are, 
the life lessons to your kids or your family, right? In addition to those more efficient ways to do it, you got to work on their mindset too. Got to work on their mindset too, and uh, that's what I, I do for you. I give you the most effective and efficient fitness strategies: eating and working out. I explain those to you, give you a sense of certainty. But that mindset sometimes it's the most important thing. And one thing I've noticed with the men who I deal with, they know what success is, right? Um, They've worked hard. They broke down. They're the admiration of uh, their friends because they've worked so hard because they become so great at what they do. They're the expert. And I know there's always a higher level. All right. And they they want clues. Well, how? And and you're, you're giving them the clues. But in your mind, you know, not that they're not hard workers, not that they have a bad attitude, not that they don't want it. It's just that they just need a little click of the mindset and then everything will fall into place. And that's why I'm having these uh, weekly Workouts for Old Men podcasts. I'm going to, if you've been listening to my last one, I want to do this uh, consistently uh, throughout the year uh, for you every single week. And I also want them to make them topical. Um, and what's going on with the world today, the fitness information today, or whatever is going on. Whereas in the past, a lot of the podcasts that are here on this platform, this uh, podcast platform, they're what I call evergreen. Uh, it doesn't matter when you listen to them, two months uh, from now, uh, six months from now, uh, a day after I post it, those strategies will work. And the majority of the 100, the 100 podcasts, they're that way. They're evergreen. I don't care when you listen to them. They're going to work. But, you know, I want to talk about, you know, topical things. Sometimes they all work. And because, you know, how it is, we all, this journey of life, it all seems to run in the same patterns. All right. So, you know, talking to so many men, it's just making that connection. I remember right after my really focused, dedicated bodybuilding career where, you know, I was totally immersed, you know, totally, um, you know, success to the level that I wanted being drug-free or the riding, everything with it. And a lot of guys come to me. Well, what does it take to win a contest? And they had, they worked hard, but not as hard as they think to get the results. What was what was really going to take? They had no idea, and sometimes they worked hard, didn't get the results, their expectations weren't met, and really they just needed to work harder. So the expectations and how hard you should work, and and so I mastered that. I had a lot of people come to me from all around the world for many years who wanted to duplicate what I did in competition, and getting them to understand that part was a challenge. But after all those years of total dedication, so I was thinking, okay, what am I going to do next? Uh, I had a lot of uh, things that I was interested in. Uh, there's a lot of things I had a little bit of background in. So um, one of was being a financial planner. I was thinking maybe that's where I was going to go after my uh, bodybuilding career ended like 18 years ago. All right. So you know, back when I was 25, I got my Series 7 stockbroker's license. So there was some interest in there before, uh, before I went into the bodybuilding world and put all that focus and dedication there. And I remember, you know, uh, with my financial uh, planner sponsor and friend, he kept on doing that. Look, this is same organizing principles uh, as what you were an awesome bodybuilder and fitness. You know, Skip, uh, what you did in fitness is just unbelievable. It's incredible. People have so much admiration. They can't get themselves to do that. You know, making this financial planner as a career work, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And, you know, intellectually, you know, I knew that. But I know now that there is different – I had a different talent stack, and I could have grinded that through. It just wasn't a flow. I didn't have everything organized. Now, 
uh, 18 years from now, if I chose to do that now with you know my life experience and understanding success and how it crossed, I've been successful at a couple things after that. You know, I now understand the elements. And, and, and so as I'm talking to you about fitness, that's why you're coming to me. I'm older, going to be 60-year-olds old this month. I've been doing it for 32 years. I make it simple and effective. I'm like, you know, most of the young guys get into it. They're overdoing it. They got two hours a day. It's just all these little details. It excites them, and I understand all that. You just don't have time for all that. And I think at one level, you know it's not necessary. You know that's their life. But what can, what can you do? How hard can you work? But not overworking um, to get the results that you want. Where is that balance? You're trying to figure that out for yourself. And what I want to help you do is, uh, is make that connection just through stories, uh, through experience, talking about maybe some clients, their experience, how they saw it. And you'll find out that we're a lot the same. It's just that your expertise is no different than uh, my expertise in fitness. You admire what I did. I admire what you did. So how can I take both? And it's interesting. You think we all intellectually know it's the same. But sometimes you just need a poking and prodding stories to just change that perspective a lot. And so I want to share a little story um, from this past weekend. So, you know, you probably have grandkids, uh, my kids' age. You know, my journey took me in a different route, which, you know, I totally I totally love this route because it's making me uh, really parent and spend my time with a sense of urgency where, you know, if I was 25 and I was really into my career, I would say, hey, that's what I got to do, and I'd probably be really great at it. And then, well, I spent more time, you know, with my kids especially during that developmental age. Now, I'm not saying this uh, to uh, challenge or make you question anything that you did. We all do the best that we can with our particular situation. But So I put a lot of time, you know, if you know my Tony Robbins training, working with the personal development, how much it goes into everything I do, how all success is so much mental. It's not the sets and reps like the young guys really talk about. It's really more mental that that takes more art of communication and, and, and years of knowledge and experience. And, and to explain that, you know, especially like through a podcast or um, a video or those type of things, that, those might be missing. All right. Uh, the mindset so so important. So I have a, uh, a son who just turned seven, year old, seven years old last uh, week. And uh, I have a daughter who's eight and a half. And so it's sports. Now, again, just to let you know, you know, I'm not some champion bodybuilder. I want to create champions, you know, and follow my footsteps. You know, if my kids never, <laughs> uh, never were a bodybuilder, never stepped on a stage, and that would be totally fine with me. I might even point them in a different direction, to be perfectly honest with you. So I'm not trying to create these mini-me's that way or take it higher than I took it or anything like that. I do think that just like school, you know, there's expectations, there's standards, there's an up and down journey, there's your confidence is tested or it's built, it's diminished or built. It's, it's uh, connecting and, and getting along with the teacher whether you agree or not because that's the system. It is uh, your, your uh, classmates, all the different personalities. Uh, how, what personality are you going to present with all the different personalities, Right. I think everybody really believes in school uh, and its development of a person's sense of self and confidence, what they believe is possible in the world. I don't think that you know most parents wouldn't just uh, throw their kids into school and just hope for the best. And 
And if they do, maybe they're distracted by other things. But, you know, maybe they just feel they're you're putting your uh, kids in competent hands with the teachers. Maybe you send them to private schools. You're doing everything you can. But we know it's important, school for kids, right? So, you know, maybe you, a lot of guys, I, I know that they really achieve a lot. They really put that into the career, and it's paid off well. And maybe they would have done things a little bit differently with their kids. But they did the best they could, and you shouldn't be pounding yourself or regretting too much. You did what you could. You worked hard, and uh, we can all, there's always a pro and con whatever way we go. And uh, sometimes we look at, well, what if I put more effort there? So maybe that was the case with your kids, but maybe you're going to have grandkids, or maybe you do have grandkids. Well, what can you do now, (laughs) right? And so I kind of feel I'm in that, that position. So I break down sports the same way, that it's the same thing as a classroom. They're going to either build confidence, physically what they do, but it's also classmates, it's the coach. I really believe sports is the same lesson in life, and whatever I can do to get them prepared mentally as well as physically for the journey, put them in the best position to show themselves, to give them that edge, that mental edge, and then let them take it from there. Whether they have a good work ethic, they do it, they love it or not. But my job is to mentally and you know, physically give them some structure if I know how to get them with sports. That's how I look at sports. It's just like personal development. Same, uh, same situation as, as far as I'm concerned. Get them prepared for life just like school does. To me, it's the same exact thing. I put just as much energy in it to my kids. So it was interesting because this last Sunday was this next level football. All right. So, uh, you know, if, if you had this when your kids were younger or if your kids are younger now or you, your grandkids are at this age, it, it's just um, very well run youth football uh, program. So my son's in the first grade, right? So they have kindergarten all the way uh, through eighth grade uh, for this. Very structured. Uh, we happen to live uh, right down the street from the perennial powerhouse for really decades of high school football. We went to all their high high school football games and plus a, a couple away games this year. So we're really involved with this football team as a family. My son loves football. He loves watching. He loves the NFL, and he loves playing. And we played on leagues before. But we've always heard about this next-level football, and it was right there on this De La Salle football field. So we've been excited about it. But more than just be excited about it, I wanted to use the, you know, the same work ethic that I used to become a six-time national champion, bodybuilding the systems, the strategies for success. I want to go on this journey with my son to put him in the best position. So, well, what did I do with that? Well, they they have a little tee. It's a two hundred dollar tee that they use. They don't have a center snap the ball, all right. And uh, the same, I found out we're the same exact one that they'll use. And I got it a couple months ago, <laughs> all right. So and, and grooming for quarterback. So, you know, I mean, again, so you know, do what you will. Which is the proud father, or he's being objective. You get to decide because you know I'm probably in cognitive dissonance. I would <laughs> whatever I think. So you get to decide. If I'm just the super proud, uh, biased dad, or uh, this is you know a valuable perspective to help you because it's all about to help you. Whatever the story is, <laughs> it's for it's to help you. And so, so I took him through the paces of what it takes to be a carpet. How the body language, right? The body language, right? You know the voice. Like if you, he says, "Ready, sit, hut," as a quarterback. You know it's ready. You know. 
But like most kids that age, they just say, ready to die, if they even say that. But ready means, is everybody ready? So he's got to look around. When he walks out of the house, ready, break. It's his voice qualities. Right? He sounds like a 14-year-old at 7 because I have him in a low voice because just like training and jog, that those voice qualities are very influential. I explain this stuff to him. So it's ready, break. Walks up uh, to this you know, $200 tee that the next level league uses, and he looks around on the defense. Now, he's played a couple of leagues before, so I use examples of how this one, there's always one really outstanding player, <laughs> right? Um, where is he on the field? Is he on the left side or the right side? Why are you looking out there? Because it might be easy to run a play, or you know the challenge, okay, the pass goes over here or whatever. All right, now he gets down in position. Rudy looks around. Sit. Hey, takes his, his, his five-step drop, <laughs> puts the ball to his ear like a quarterback, all right? And I have him, you know, like I'm usually he throws to me, and I'll let him left, the right, I'm long or short. And I, I told him, look, you don't just stare at the receiver, all right? Because that's how these kids can intercept. They're just locked into the guy. They're locked in. And so everybody's reading their eyes. And then they're not really good passers, so they loft it up there and it gets intercepted. If, the, if at first grade they can even catch, right? So I just ha- get them in the habit of just checking off the receiver, meaning just look elsewhere and then come back to it. So they can't read your eyes and follow your eyes and anticipate where the ball is. See, now to some, some, oh, you know, so to some people, it, that might seem like overkill, and I, I totally get that. I guess I shouldn't say that from his last game, from the video, I got the sound, I got the sound of the crowd, and I put one of those uh, Bluetooth speakers right by him, and I put it really loud, so it's game time condition, all right? And so we do this, and he throws 10 passes, which is a short little system. So again, if this seems like overkill, I, I, I'll accept that. But the thing about it is, is you can just throw them in there and hope, right? There's 12 kids on the team. You're going to sit in there and hope? Because if he wants to be a quarterback and just say there's two dads, even somewhat close to me, well, that puts, you know, your son, your grandson in that position, which is fine. You know, we all focus on other things, all right? But you know from your business, and people do not understand this, your level of success they know you worked hard. They know you're smart. They, they have no idea how hard you work. And it's the same for everything. It's going to be the same thing with our kids. That superstar on your kid's team or your grandkid's team, how do you know that he has not only someone developed some systems for him so he thinks about these uh, five steps ahead thinking, but he also practices those things. You don't know why he's so great. He may look like a, a um, just a natural athlete. See, to me, that creating the system just takes foresight. Now, the following through and practicing it every single day, you know, that's where the work comes in, all right? And so we were preparing for the day. He loves football. I get him to visualize how he wants to be, and we worked on that. We worked on that. And it was, you know, frustrating because that, you know, it seems somewhat simple. It's simple to him now, but we rehearsed, and we did do it again, do it again, do it again. And again, it's not about sports. It's not about him being a quarterback on the first period team. It's about creating a system, having disciplines, dreaming, imagining. All right. Well, here, here's the point of uh, what my um, story is. So we did this. It's the first league. They're first graders, right? They're just, and there's a lot of them, 12, because you can only play five men. So that means offense, defense, uh, you've got to split the team in half, and there's a, a replacement, you know, a sub. So – in most of these leagues, they're, 
you know, it is in a league where the best players play, and then if you're not the best, five or six or seven, you know, and then the rather other six just sit the bench because they're not good enough, and maybe next game if they work hard enough. It isn't one of those things at this level. They're going to share the time. So, you know, uh, so what happened is, and I'm not the only dad. I don't know if they put as much work in it as I do, but I'm not the only dad who loves their kid and works with them and has expectations their kids love football. I know that, right? But the thing about it with so many, so many people, so many kids, there, wasn't, there weren't very many touches. See, my, my son got a, a few flag, flag pulls. Um, you know, the co- I guess the coach did put him at safety, which maybe made that a little bit easier. But, you know, he was aggressive on defense. I guess everybody could have run and get a flag. But on offense, if you're not the quarterback, you may not get any touches the whole game. And, and the game is so slow because they're young and you have so many players. Well, you know, my, my son, you know, he got a long run <laughs> right from minus scrimmage, you know. And, uh, it, well, it wasn't a touchdown. Nobody got his flag, but they got these three flags and one fell off. So it wasn't officially. But he got the whole thrill of that. And then um, nobody, you know, can really catch a pass or really throw a pass, but he caught a pa- pass for the extra point. So, and he got a couple of flag pulls. The point is, we did a tremendous amount of work, <laughs> okay? And I'm thankful with all those kids that he got those touches. But I'm thinking about all those other dads. Now, I don't know their level of commitment or how much, you know, they wanted and how much work they put in. If that was the first game of this really hyped up league, and there's 10 games, and now here's one of them. I would be concerned if my son, who is probably pretty good, and there were, I could tell there there's some good kids, no touches. They got no touches. They didn't touch the ball. They didn't get the flags. So the whole game, they kind of disappeared, where, you know, really only four people, four kids can say they were really involved with the game, if you really think about it, you know, to, to make it worth the work. But even with my son's touches and me playing in other leagues, that was a lot of work. It was a lot of work for Really, I'm thankful because I, I could have been all these other good players with big hearts that did get any touches who were probably worried about, well, what's the rest of the season? That's not what I signed up for. That's not what I want. Is it in my control? Who knows what they're thinking? I, I'm here talking to the parents. But so I'm in a, a thankful position. But it kind of made me think. I'm going, wait a second, man. I spent a lot of time with the system. I spent a lot of time working this, working this. Work. And I was kind of thinking, you know, I got other things to do. I got a daughter who I work with as sports. I got a business. I got you to worry about. I got a business and a family. I got other life concerns. And and here's the point of it. It was like I was kind of thinking, man, I did a disproportionate amount of what I think was stellar work. A disproportionate amount for a very long time, well thought out for just that result. Now, again, it's better than the result. But I'm like going, wow. It made me think, wow, I'm a hard worker. I even have a good system. But that wasn't my expectation to pay off. And it really kind of made me think, and this ties into where you and your fitness journey is like, I'm going, wait a second, man, was that worth it? Because I got, the one thing we do a little bit every single day, I didn't, wasn't that motivated. Because if that's the result, if there's so many kids, and was that work all worth it? <laughs> right? It made me think that. And then it made me understand what you're great at, your business, or what I was great at, bodybuilding. And the thing is, you know, sometimes you don't get the results. It doesn't matter how hard you work. It's just your expectation of your hard work. It doesn't pay off like you hope or you think, what you expect. 
Maybe you just got to work harder and longer. And you know, you just are comparing what you think the results should be. Because I'll tell you this, those people who come to you for business, why you're so good at it, they think they've worked hard enough. Maybe not as much as you, but they think the gap between your massive level of success and the way they work, the gap is too big. And they're confused and they want to quit or lessen up or think the system's screwed. Or maybe you're whatever it is, right? And you're saying, no, 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 you just, you just don't. There's a price to pay. You haven't paid the full price because that's how it works. You just don't know. Your expectations are wrong. And so, you know, I thought about that, that I got to just keep on going because, you know, just because, oh, hey, three touchdowns, this, that. Well, maybe he gets a shot, you know, under these conditions. Maybe it doesn't happen. Success doesn't happen as fast or the way that I think. But if I stop working hard, I created this system. There's connection. I got to look for the ways that there's connection with my kid. There's a structure, whether it gets paid off in the game or not. You know, there's a lot of other things I got to focus on. I got to keep on working hard. There's nothing wrong with the system. Maybe there's just something wrong with my expectation. It just doesn't happen the way for him, for anybody, or myself before I start changing and working less or saying the system's screwed or whatever. Maybe that's the way it's supposed to work. I just don't know it. That's the way life works out. Because you know that's the way in business. See, I know that's true when it comes to this fitness for you. I know it's, it's, you're maybe doing everything right. And if you put more energy and work harder and longer and, and, and you didn't get disappointed or frustrated, and I know it's frustrating to get all this information, you're going you're gonna to find your way into it and you're going to see all its benefit. Sometimes when you know you put in and you're frustrated, Sometimes you just need to work harder. And working harder doesn't mean if you keep on doing the same things and work harder, you're going to get the results. But if you keep on working hard, keeping that expectations up, uh, saying it's going to pay off eventually and keep on working, you'll make the adjustments. So I learned a lot about, you know, life. And I put that in, in business, in my podcast, all of my social media, right? Uh, my business, my connection to you at a higher level. You know, yes, I'm working hard. Yes, it's effective. But is my expectation before I lighten up, before I think, oh, maybe the goal, so to speak, isn't what I'm doing? Maybe it's just because my expectations are, are just wrong, and I need to work harder. I think for you, that may be the case. And I'm not saying just keep on working hard, doing the same thing, but keep on working hard with the enthusiasm, with the expectation, and you'll, you'll find a different way. All right, so your expectations... Maybe it's just to work harder. I hope my story, uh, my experience um, as a coach, my experience as a bodybuilder, my experience talking to men like you who are successful in your family and your business, people say, how are you so successful? I don't get it. I should be closer to you. And I don't work as hard as you, but it should be, the gap shouldn't be as big. They don't get it. Right? Maybe I just don't get how this works. Maybe you just don't get how it works to get what you want with all your good intentions. Right, so those are some things to think about. Hey, if you love this kind of talk, reach out to me. Let's get some one-on-one coaching going. Help men just like you. This sounds like I'm talking right to your heart. Right, That's what I aim for. I don't just have any older man. I don't have just any older man with a busy, productive life. There's a certain man that this really resonates with, and they do great with my one-on-one coaching. I'm the perfect coach for them. It's totally unique uh, from what you see, the fitness information, selling you some program or, or videos through one-on-one through this kind of conversation. Right, man to man, sixty year old to sixty year old. <laughs> all right, okay. So reach out. Got all my information down below. Just text me, call me right out. Make sure you leave a message. If you call, text me is even better. 
and I'll return your call. We'll talk about one-on-one coaching and see if it's a good fit for you. All right, so that is going to do it, uh, 925-352-4366. Like I said, it's down in the description, but it's 925-352-4366. Make sure you go to skipflacore.com. If you're new, watch all those videos. There's just a lot of ways to fill out questionnaires and get a hold of me there, too. So go to skiplacore.com. So that's going to do it for this Workouts for Older Men podcast. What are your expectations? Maybe you just need to work harder. All right, so let's take on the day with a sense of urgency. We have to when we're a little bit older. We've got more time behind us than we do in front of us. Have a great day.